everybody. Manimal here. It's Friday, January 20th, and today on Texas Rangers with the boys, Kevin and I are going to discuss those coaching staffs at Round Rock and Frisco. We're going to go over the coaching staffs. We're going to talk about the pitching coaches. We'll have a few blurbs about the hitting coaches, and then we're on to the name game. If you've been enjoying the name game with us these past couple of nights, you're going to love our top 10 list. We'd count them down 10 to 1 today on Texas Rangers with the boys. And welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys. This is your boy, Kev, YBK, a.k.a. Kevin Frazier. Find me on socials at Kevin Lee Frazier. That's Instagram and Twitter. I mean, I guess you can find me on Facebook. I, 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 I yeah, yeah. A, a guy you definitely um, want to try to find on Facebook and really try to get on that that uh, her- that that harrowed friends list. Uh, the three hundred pound animal, aka bull. We have a great show today, buddy. Uh, tell them how you're doing. Tell them where they can find you on socials, and let's get into a fun uh, fun afternoon of baseball. It's Friday, right? It's Friday. Yeah. We ain't got nothing to do besides talk Rangers baseball, so we might as well get into it. Um, I've been looking forward to this show um, since last night because we got started talking about these coaches, and then you had to cut me off, <laughs> and I didn't get a chance to talk about all of the guys that I wanted to talk about last night. So tonight mm-hmm. we're going to finish up talking about those guys um uh, um, Carlos Cardoza and his staff at Frisco and Doug Davis and his staff. And it's not the, it is a former Ranger, Doug Davis, but not the former pitcher, Doug Davis, the former catcher, Doug Davis. Oh, so wow. um, it's not the same. It's not the Doug Davis that we were, that I thought it was whenever I first saw it and said, Ooh, that's a, that's an interesting pickup. Um, but, uh, he's interesting nonetheless, but he's, uh, he's more interested, uh, interesting in the sense that he was, uh, Pudge Rodriguez's backup Mm. at one point for the Rangers. Whoa, 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 whoa. You are excited because you didn't even tell people where they could find you on Facebook. Uh, you, you got right into it. Oh, did I, did I go too fast? I didn't tell the people that, uh. On the on the Twitter, on the Twitter, they can on the Twitter they can find me at Manimal Bull, on uh, Instagram Manimal three hundred, TikTok at Bull Pro, handle Manimal, and if you if 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 you don't find Kevin and you think that the next best thing that you can do on Facebook is find the old Manimal, you can find me on there at Bull Pro. Or you could find the 300-pound manimal, too. It's on there, too. Uh, you just have to like that, and then you don't even have to wait four to six weeks for me to get back to you on that friend request. And remember, friend requests are filling up fast because yeah. I'm coming up on that that big Facebook number that, that finishes you off. So I, I've only yeah. got so many friend requests left to take before okay. I get to the uh, maximum Facebook friend You're request. You're not going to... You're not going to open a new Facebook so you can bring on more friends? Do Is that what you do? You make a second one? Yeah. Yeah, you make a second one, and then it'll be Pro is, Bowl. Is that why people, like, <laughs> some of the wrestling people are, like, they have, like, nine of them? Yeah. 
Because they, they just got so go many just, friends. Or they just go and add a bunch of friends so they can have, you know. Because let's be honest, I go I go to a bunch of these wrestling shows these days and I, I like make sure those people don't think I have Facebook leaving because I, yeah. I don't want to be their friend. Yeah. Yeah, but people that, that listen to this radio show, this podcast, I yeah. absolutely want to be their friend. By the way, we do have a special guest um, for the show today. Uh, it's uh, Baron. Um, Little Manimal. Yeah, yeah, Baron, don't call me Manimal Frazier um, or call me Manimal Frazier. Why not? I'm I think he's absolutely he's, about it. I think he might be. I think he might be. But he is joining us today as well. He might uh, give his two sense about this uh, coaching staff. But again, just to reemphasize how important these coaching staffs are given the quality of uh, depth that we have covered at length uh, in the Rangers uh, farm system. Um, these guys that we're going to talk about today are, are just as important to the future of this organization as the players that we talk about. So you already got started and I'm just going to you know, uh, you know, pull the pull the lever and let you go, man. So take well, it, take it, brother. I'll uh, I'll take it back a step, and we won't start with Doug Davis because we've been we started it down east, so we don't want to go. We don't want to. We won't start with Doug Davis. We'll start with uh, Carlos Cardoza. Okay. Um, Carlos Cardoza has been with the Rangers organization since 2015. Uh, this is this will be the fourth level in which he's coached at now. Uh, mm -hmm. He started with the Dominican Summer League um, in 2021. He took over the Down East Wood Ducks. And in 22, okay. last year, he um, managed the Hickory Crawdads. So he's just on his way up the ladder. You know, he's just every mm – -hmm. I mean, the last couple of years, he's he's coached at both of the – all three of the A-levels except for the uh, – the complex he kind of coached a couple of years with the Dominican summer league and then worked mm -hmm. his way into down East after the, um, after the COVID year. And he, uh, he's been the manager at uh, those three levels over the course of the last five, six years. He's a okay. hundred, he's a hundred plus games over 500 as a I manager. That. That's I a good, that. that's a really good record for a guy that's coaching development. Mm -hmm. Um, so he's got a little something he's, and he's been with this club now for a while. And, uh, he's, um, I think, I think he's going to continue that, that rapid rise too. I think he may be on, uh, um, uh, Bochy's staff at the major league level here coming up and kind of okay. everything I've read about him, you know, I mean, some quotes that I've read from former players, uh, is that he's a leader, that he's a, you know, he's an absolute leader in the clubhouse. And I mean, that, that goes to show quite a bit with those, the record that he has, and this is going to be his like third year in a row with guys like Louis Angel Acuna and um, uh, the guys that are moving up, you know, third year in a row with uh, um, Evan Carter um, third year in a row with, with those guys that were, at that level that, that were at down East a couple of years ago. So most of those draft picks from 19 and 20 and those mm -hmm. uh, international signings from those years, those are, those guys are guys that have been with Cardoza almost their whole career because a lot of those guys that started the Dominican summer league as well, especially like the foreign players, like 
uh, Acuna. So Acuna has probably been with Carlos Cardoza since he's been a big leaguer. I mean, since he's been a professional uh, baseball wow. player. So, wow. you know, I think they, they, they like that. I think they like the movement of it. Um, he's going to bring on uh, Ryan Tutlin as his uh, hitting coach. And Ryan Tutlin is a uh, – he's a former player. He, uh, you know, he made it as far as, I think, high A. Um and he's a, a West Virginia graduate, and he started his coaching career at uh, West Virginia. He was a guy that uh, he came to. The reason he ended up in Texas was he volunteered for the UT, the University of Texas Rio Grande Rio Grande uh, um, program down there in the summer of 2017 or 18. I'm not 100 percent sure. So that led him to Oakton Community College, where he uh, he managed there for three years between 18 and 20. Um, in 2021, he was given an opportunity to coach for Ohio University, and he was their hitting coach there in 2021. That uh, got him a job in uh, the at the Arizona Complex League for the Rangers. Okay, and in 20. Well, let's see. I'm sorry. He was the hitting coach at Ohio University in 2020. Okay. And then he, uh, after the COVID, he moved to the AC, the uh, um, uh, Arizona Complex League for the Rangers, where he was the hitting coach there. And then last year, he was the hitting coach at Hickory. So he's kind of Cardoza's hitting coach, he, or he has been the last couple of years, and he's kind of moving with um, with um, Cardoza. And, you know, he's another young guy. I would say he's probably 30, 32 tops. Um, but he's kind of moving – he's kind of moving up the system. I wouldn't be shocked to see him maybe get a managerial job coming out of – next year if if everything goes well at this level we'll just kind of see how carlos cardoza keeps moving if they want to keep the two of them together um but you know it's question it's questionable but it's not out of the realm of possibility and uh you know i don't know how this next guy i don't know how he didn't uh he didn't succeed in the big leagues he had he had a lot going for him um okay his name is Josh Zeden. He's going to be the pitching coach for the Frisco Rough Riders this coming year, and he's a uh, he was a six foot five, two hundred plus pound starting pitcher, and mm-hmm. he came out like he went to Vanderbilt. Like everything was kind of working his way. He was the uh, Gatorade Connecticut High School Player of the Year as a senior. He had four hundred strikeouts in high school. Um, he moved on, and and you know he was. He uh, he was on that same staff with David Price and Mike Miner at Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. He he pitched in the Cape Cod League, um, and you know he was he was a, a tenth round draft pick in 09 to the Phillies. Yeah, um, he He's got was, some stats, man. Yeah, I mean he was. I thought for sure that he was a guy that he was going to make it a little higher. He played for uh, the Israeli national team in the World Baseball Classic um, in 2013. Um, I don't know. I just was – I just couldn't believe that he didn't – 
make it a little bit farther than he did. He did make it up to the big leagues in 2013 um, for the Astros. It just looks like he really struggled with control, man. I mean, if I were to to pinpoint one thing, it was even in his minor league career, it looks like after he got past a ball, he couldn't get his whip below, you know, one, four, one, three, high one threes and just couldn't, couldn't find the strike zone. looks like he had some good stuff. He's striking out a lot of batters and, um, you know, it's for a while there, he had a pretty good earn run average, but yeah. Yeah. Weird, weird, weird that he didn't uh, get a few more chances, especially if he wasn't going to work out in the rotation, why they didn't uh, see what he had coming out of the pen. But um, I think, uh, I think he, he's another guy with a strong name, Josh Z. Yeah. Like, that's he, a good name. Makes me yeah. think of, uh, makes me think of uh, the bad guy from Superman, General Zod, but he could be General Zed. General Zed. And, uh, you know, uh, one thing that about him is this year he's going to be uh, former Ranger Ian Kinsler's pitching coach for the Israeli team in the World Baseball oh. Classic. So he's going to uh, get an opportunity to uh, showcase this this spring um for the world what he can what he can do and he's also now and not only that but he was uh um he's going to be the rough riders pitching coach going into the season Mm -hmm. he's been with uh the cubs for a little bit he was he was uh rehab pitching coordinator and player development pitching analyst for the cubs um Mm, i like that yeah, so he's uh, that's where he's been a little bit these last couple of years. He's going to come on here. Um, you know, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe he's a a guy that Mike Maddox likes or sees something in, and that's why he's here. Maybe not. Maybe he was just one of those guys that it was time to give him a chance to okay. uh, for you know to well, pitch over here and uh, just just to be real i mean this is a this is a big time staff that he's taken on yeah he's going to he's going to he's going to be an important character for this we've team. talked about it all all winter you know since we've been doing this thing is the how important um pitching the double a pitching staff is going to be this year and and that uh white rocker um, Vanasco, Roby, all of these guys are probably going to be at that level this year. So it's going to be important that Josh Seed gets those guys continued on the on the right path and uh, gets Kumar Rocker off to a, a nice start. Um, when it comes to Carlos Cardoza, I'm kind of digging around a little bit, just kind of seeing what when he he was a player, right? Did 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 we find out what what was his what position did he play? Oh, I. Uh, it says he never played. He never played. Um, I don't have any major league or minor league stats with him. Okay. Okay. Um, well, I find it interesting though that they brought in two new people to the organization uh, for AA and the AAA level. Like both of these pitching coaches, we're we're going to talk about uh, Orkowski in a minute, but um, General Zed, he's he's new to the organization. Doug yeah. Davis was a catcher. Uh, it just really feels like they're they're really trying to be intentional about how they bring along um, their biggest asset in their entire organization, and that's the starting pitching that they're bringing along. So it's nice to finally see some sense, 
you know, somebody knocks some sense into the, the, these guys and they're really starting to, to, to move in the right direction for, and really give it a chance to see what they can do. I, I'm, I'm really encouraged by it. Um, because again, you have a guy that, that in, in Z that, you know, has, has a lot of the similar qualities that a lot of the pitchers that we've looked at when he was a pitcher and, a guy that that really probably has learned the value of making sure you can stay around the strike zone. And how many guys have we talked about that we thought were big time prospects on this team that all they really need to do is stay more around the strike zone and get a little bit, get their, get their walks down. So I, I, again, I'm just really encouraged by some of the stuff we're talking about with these coaches. Agree. Agree. And I think that uh, when we talk about these next coaches and the, and when we talk, when we move on, when we, shift the pendulum here to round rock where yeah. you're going to like the makeup of Doug Davis. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Doug Davis. Let's, let's Doug get Davis. Uh, he, you know, he wasn't a, a big time player. He, uh, he spent a couple of years in the big leagues with, you know, just a, you know, a scoop, a, a scoop of raisin brand. You know, it wasn't like he was there for the whole season. Some people would say cup of coffee, but I don't drink coffee. So, ah, you know, like, ah. what do you think? Like, he had like a twenty ounce of Mountain Dew. Is that what we would call go. that? Yeah. Like, or, 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 in fact, actually, uh, one of uh, our our hopefully soon to be sponsors. Nah, he, yes. he had a can of Celsius. Yes, he might uh, have. Or, yeah. or a Rockstar. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe right. that's what he did. I agree. Yeah. So this yeah, this guy had no more than a, a twenty ounce of Mountain Dew at the big league level with the Angels and the Rangers, but he's been coaching since nineteen ninety five. Um, he's been with the Expos um, slash. Uh, let's see, he was with the Expos. He moved uh, moved on to the the Marlins. Um, Okay. He was, um, you know, honestly, like when he was in Florida, little known, he was the field co- coordinator for Jeff Torborg. And okay. uh, if we want to relate that back to uh, wrestling real quick, Jeff Torborg's son, Dale Torborg, wow. was the demon, the kiss demon on WCW oh. wrestling back in the day. Wow. And then also wow. he was replaced um by Jack McKeon who went on to be the head coach of the uh Marlins uh wow. later on yeah so he's he's been around the he's been around for a minute uh he moved on in 2006 to the uh, Toronto Blue Jays organization and he took on the uh, New Hampshire Fisher Cats um then he was named uh, manager of the Syracuse Chiefs, where he stayed a couple of years after that. Um, he was he stayed on after uh, managing the Chiefs, and he was the Blue Jays minor league catching instructor. Um, he worked the next couple of years, so 2010, 2011, he worked a minor league catching instructor and minor league field coordinator. Um, in 2016, in in August of 2016, he was let go. So that would have been after uh, Anthopolius left Toronto. What's his name? You know what I'm talking about. They call him like AA or Double A or whatever his name was. I think he's with the Braves now. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but anyways. That guy. 
Yes, after that, he uh, he joined the Yankees, uh, was the Scranton Wilkes Bear. Um, he had uh, several different jobs there. He was defensive coach, bullpen coach, and then he was finally the uh, manager from 21 to 22. Um, 22, they decided to go into the International League instead of uh, instead of no, so triple let's, East. Let's, and, let, me, uh, let me. This guy's been doing this for a while, then. Yeah, no, he's been a coach since '95, and he took his first uh, head coaching job uh, with New Hampshire in 2006. So he's been uh, he's been coaching or basically a manager uh, or in some sort of he's been a coach or some sort of compa- capacity he's been in the uh in baseball since 1995 Man. so he's been wow. around he's been around a minute um i i don't see any reason why he's not going to bring some of that experience to texas and it help i mean again those triple a guys that's that's important too because we got to get cole win back right we got to get jack Leiter back yeah. right we got to get Cole Raggins, Dane Dunning, these guys back to being major league talents. So, you know, yeah. like, I mean, yeah. it, it, it isn't a, an easy job that he's got right now. And uh, I want to say that uh, to help him on the pitching side, is that right? Is, is Borkowski the pitching yeah, coach he's here? The, he's, yeah, and another guy they brought in uh, from outside of the organization. Yeah. Um, so it look, looks like another guy that that they they believe in, and he, you know was a he was a big leaguer too, um, not super successful, but that's never. That's I mean, not, that's not uh, again, really the, big, the biggest deal. If um, you play in the big leagues, you're better than everybody else. I mean, except for those guys that play in the big leagues. I mean, right. it's not like I'm going out there and I'm better than Dave Borkowski. I mean, that guy played in the big leagues. You know, I mean. He made 181 appearances in seven seasons Animal. in the big leagues. That's pretty good. Yeah, little Baron thought it was a thought mm. something of it. He he likes my points. It's <laughs> it's our manimal kinship. <laughs> so yeah, so tell me a little bit about this uh, Borkowski, uh, or at so, least just tell me what you know about him. Um, a guy that um, you know played major league baseball. He uh, played for the Tigers, the Orioles, and the Astros. He made 181 appearances in seven seasons, so nothing special. But I mean, you know, he's played he's played quite a bit of big league baseball, and he's got quite a bit of outs in his career. So he brings that with him. Um, he he's been a pitching coach in the minor leagues now since 2010. Um, he okay. took over. Uh, he he started in the Astros organization. He's worked his way through. Uh, the Astros. I mean, he was, he basically, he was with Greenville, Lexington, Quad City, Corpus Christi. I mean, he, he made it all the way through that, uh, that all the way to double A. So um, with the Astros, and then he moved over to uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers where he was the pitching coach for the Tulsa drillers in 2018, 2019, um, okay. and then after the 2020 COVID short or the COVID season, he chose not to return to Tulsa in 2021. And I think that basically kind of benefited the Rangers because that allowed him to be open to bring him here and work okay. with round rock and, 
You know, so, I mean, he's, when you think about it, I mean, he was working with, he was working in the Astros system back in 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, when they were starting to develop really good pitching. And then he moved over to the Dodgers organization where in 2018, 19, I mean, they were just developing it and, and, and spitting it out. So, yeah, I mean, mean, he's got it. He's been where they're, he's been where the best talent is being developed in the major leagues. He's been there. I guess I have a question about and, and pitching talent, not just talent, pitching but pitching talent. talent. Yeah, pitching yeah. Talent. he has a track record. Now, are these guys guys that were maybe that Bochi had an influence on bringing in? I don't know. I I don't know a hundred percent, but I would have to say that probably most of these moves go through Bochi, and yeah. Bochi puts his input on it. And you know, I mean, I'm sure Bochi does his due diligence on 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 it, and. uh make sure that he has, you know, he knows about these guys and knows where, why they're going to be here. And, and, you know, and, and he's going to work very closely with Doug Davis, Dave Borkowski and, and that crew down at AAA. So, I mean, there's a, uh, there's a good chance that um, maybe, you know, as much as he has an influence on it um, from his point of view, he might have as much of an influence on it by these guys wanting to come here because of him. Because, you right, know, I mean, right. like these are guys that have worked in good organizations. They don't want to move to they're not they're not trying to move down if they're coming back, especially a guy like Borkowski, who's been out of the game for a couple of years. And yeah. and it looked like it was all, you know, basically on his, uh, um, you know, like it was on his recourse that he left, not, you know, the, the team. So, yeah. you know, I, I think that could be. You know, I mean, it can be a good thing to have these guys, and it may not end up being, you know, what we think it is. But I, I think that having guys that have developed these guys, and I mean, when you think about the Corpus Christi hooks in sixteen, seventeen, you're talking about guys like Erquity, um, yeah. Valdez. Those, those were guys were there with him at that time. Those were his guys. Yeah. Those are guys that he helped develop, and he had a hand in. And when you think about the Dodgers, I mean. 18, 19, um, 20, I mean, Julio Urias and guys like that, those are guys that he helped develop and he put those guys on the uh, uh, in the right spots to be successful at the big leagues. How exciting. And you know what? I'll say this. A lot of these guys we've talked about, strong names. Oh, yeah. Strong, yeah, Borkowski. Strong, that's a, real, that's a yeah, really strong. good. Yeah. Yeah, General Zed. Uh, so speaking of strong names, we do have do, a. We do do we want to go 10. real quick? I mean, are we are we on time? Are we we doing we're, okay we're on where time? Where we need to be. I mean, I think I think if there's something else you want to add uh, add to the coaching conversation, I think we've got a minute for that. Just real quick, that uh, they also hired Matt Lawson as the hitting coach. Um, okay, he's a guy that he's kind of worked with a lot of different places as well. Um, he's been, he was with Missouri state university, which is a pretty good, uh, NCAA, um, baseball program, especially for, a uh, what do they call that? A mid major. Um, and he, okay. and he's just worked in the league. I, I think he's a good guy that they're going to bring here and he's going to help quite a bit. He, um, he was, um, he was part of the, uh, Justin smoke for Cliff Lee trade. Yeah, just to, wow. I wanted to bring him up because I wanted to get that in. You know, he was with the Rough Riders 
in 2010 okay. and he was oh, uh he was yeah, traded yeah, yeah. for cliff lee yeah so okay um okay, okay. yeah I so can just see. i'm kind of looking at all this stuff okay cool so a guy with a little bit of history with the organization um, yeah that's why i just know, wanted to bring I mean, him up real quick so we could talk about uh maybe the best trade that the rangers made uh, and in <laughs> yeah. in 2010 in yeah, that in yeah. that in that world like outside of the Teixeira trade yeah probably I mean that was the probably the yeah that was the trade that really uh set a course for some of the best years that the Texas Rangers you know one of the and best how, years that the Texas Rangers ever had and how different it could have been if we could have managed to keep Cliff Lee here in town huh oh yeah it's another another story for another day um, so let's go ahead and move on. Into let's get our, on. Yeah. I just wanted to bring closing. that up because that no, it's was a great, a, a great point and, and a great, great kind of reminiscence and, and another guy with great ties to the organization. Um, but before we get to our, um, our, our top 10 names, uh, I just want to give a big shout out as we always do to Texas rough house wrestling, uh, and Matt pro Matt war pro for being a, a sponsor and a part of the show, partnering with the show, and really just being uh, the first to jump on the bandwagon for Texas Rangers with the boys. Uh, they do have an event coming up on uh, WrestleMania weekend, which is March 31st at Martin House Brewery. So a uh, big event coming up as the event gets closer. We'll probably have a few more details about it. And the big draw for this event for you guys, both of Texas Rangers with the boys, Kevin and Bull, myself and Bull, the Manimal will be on hand in, we will be there to talk baseball. And the real question that we will be asking as we lead up to this event is what Texas Rangers hat will we be wearing? Uh, so big event coming up, big thanks to them. And also again, hopefully eventually we'll be getting that uh, Celsius and rockstar deal. And uh, we're just going to give them free pub uh, to build good vibes with them as well. So thanks for uh, the support for the show and uh, let's move into our top 10 names this is uh going to be really excited after we've already had some strong names uh in the early part of the of the show but uh well you got you you've got the list you, well I, you, you've got the list you have the list you we have the list we, we have, have the list, the list. Um, all right let's 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 Can, jump you ready to jump let's, in? let's start with just letting everybody know that his name was way too cool to put on this list Yes. And we've oh, just yeah. decided to make him the official player of Texas Rangers with the boys. And we're yes. talking about down east farmhand, Matt Broski. Oh, the Broski with the most ski. Yes. Is the, yes. the phrase that we've come up with him with for Matt Broski. And and again, one of our commitments to you guys on the show here is that our goal for 2023 is to get at least a sound bite from our broski uh, to maybe possibly be the intro to our show or something like that. But we're going to figure out a way to hopefully get uh, either Matt broski on this show or to get a soundbite from him, uh, a selfie with him. Some He is the official player for uh, Texas Rangers with the boys in 2023. So yeah. yes, I've, yeah. and I've even talked the misses into making a, uh, a backfields spring training trip. In, okay. in the middle of February. So I will oh. be making a trip to surprise. It's mostly to see my good friend out there, Rashi Brown, but okay. he lives in surprise, Arizona. So I mm. imagine I'll sneak my way onto those backfields 
and we're okay. going to see if I can't get a little bit of a little snippet from our from our guy Matt Broski. Our to, Broski. Uh, our Broski Matt. Bro, our Broski Matt. Yes. Our yes. Broski Matt. Um, and so, see if I can't get him to uh, give me a, a couple of minutes of his time. We would love that. And, and again, we're probably going to make the trip uh, at some point this year and try to catch a game uh, down east so that maybe we can uh, we can get a handshake and uh, and get a ball cap out there. So um, let's talk about this top 10 list. Let's start at number 10. Number 10, just a, a lot of questions about this. I don't get it. I, yeah, it's a lot of questions. It's a cool name, but again, yeah. it just brings up a lot of questions. Um, you know, Josh Young, but it's spelled Jung. The but he's like soft, double J, right? Like, soft I mean, J, yeah, he's a double do think, J, yeah. Do you think people called him double J like growing up and, and like they didn't even understand why they were? Yeah, well, they're like, they're, but his last name starts with a Y. Yes, yeah, double J, but double isn't it? Isn't it? J- Double Young? J, J, double J, double J. Like, yeah, it doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't I don't make I don't sense. Know. I don't get Josh, it. Josh Young, Young, Josh Young uh, is our number 10 name, mainly because it's a cool name. It's yeah, a catchy it. name. It's a cool name on a jersey, but with just a lot of question marks around the pronunciation and why. Maybe somebody out there can tell us why. Um, number nine, we have Nathan. Don't call me Nathaniel Eovaldi. Yeah, Nathan. Nathan, Nathan. for everyone out there. Nathan. Um, he's not he's not going to drop it to Nate and then try and make no. us expand his name. He's not going to do that. What I love about this name is somehow he's got four vowels in that last name. He does. I yeah, feel like it could get fact, away with like one of those vowels and still kind of be the same thing. Well, and you know, all he needs is a U at the end, and I think he covers them all. And let's just let's just put it out there that not only does Nate Avaldi have one of the Nathan. coolest names, Nathan. sorry, Nathan Avaldi have one of the coolest names on the Rangers. He also has one of the coolest nicknames on the Rangers because Nitro that is, is just a, cool a wonderful. That's a that's a great nickname. I mean, yeah. it makes me feel like we're sitting on the couch on Monday night. Just just getting ready. Yeah, yeah. Just getting ready for the action. So moving on to number eight, a man who we believe, whether he does or does not, should have a mullet in like the dirty stash. Yeah, like Um, but like like a trashy dirty stash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dirty stash. Like a trash stash. Yeah, like yeah, the trash stash, like uh like Tom Selleck, you know, uh in Magnum PI, you know, like that 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 thick, you know, stash with the mullet, that's Jack's yeah. Jack's Biggers sounds yeah, like I a think guy so. that should have both of those things. Maybe he, you could get him to wear some Zubas. Oh, I think that that wouldn't be that hard. I mean, they I just mean, send them to me. Yeah, I mean, he he looks like he sounds like a guy that could have some Zubas on. Uh, definitely that. Definitely. Like that. I feel like he definitely would be like wearing like uh like dark green, yellow, and and black or something like that, like when it comes to the Zubas, too. Yeah, yeah, I could see it. I could see it. Uh, maybe a flannel. Uh, just just definitely a cool name, definitely a strong name, and definitely a guy I could definitely see having a little, you know, having that mullet. Um, number seven, 
a guy whose name kind of makes me frightened. I, I started watching the show it, on HBO called The Last of Us, and it's mm. about these about these this fungus that takes over the world. It basically turns human beings like into zombies kind of thing, but it's a fungus. It's not a virus. Mm. And then I see this name, and all of a sudden his name just strikes fear in my heart, and that's Josh. It's a shame not, that his name spores, doesn't strike. It's a shame that his name doesn't strike fear into hitters' not hearts good. like it does yours. But when I think Josh Spores, I think like when you're getting into Montana on like exit one, and they're like, "Hey, if you got a boat, you got to go get it checked out because we don't need no spores in our country, in our in our state." Oh yeah, so, yeah. yeah. That's like, kind of what I think of. Like you're. You're heading up Wyoming on 90. You don't know where you're at. You're about to get into Montana. It's like, hey, you got any spores on your boat? Check mm, it out. We got to get yeah, rid of the yeah. spores. So so spores, you know, like, uh, and again, I don't know how, how happy he would be that we are associating his name with a fungus, but, or fungi, uh, but it is what it is. You know, it is what it is. It, and if he pitches better it, next year, we'll talk great about him. Great, 100%. Now, now name number six, uh, a guy... By the known by the name of Leslie, whose whose sir, whose real name is Leslie Arnold Thompson. Which once There's, we found this out, it's forever. We're forever damaged by this. It, I would say. It's very similar to like uh, the first night I went into practice with Rodney, and I and uh, he goes, "Now what's your name again?" And I told him my name, and he goes, "I can't call you that." Nope. I so that's how I became either. bull. That's how I became yeah. bull. Like, I can't no, call you even by that name either. Yeah, so like only my mom it. does. Like my wife yeah. doesn't even go. Like my mom yeah, and my can't. brother, and that's like it. Yeah, and like people can't. who know me in like a, a different source. Like then yeah. they like see yeah. me wrestle one time and they're like, that's bull. Yeah, that's bull. And, and the thing no. is, is like I almost wish I didn't know. Probably like uh, Leslie Arnold Thompson wasn't on his baseball reference page. Yeah. But yeah. also known as – also known as Bubba, Bubba Thompson I, from Alabama. I do love Bubba though. That's like I a do. great like you. I mean, if you're from Alabama and your name isn't Bubba, like I don't yeah. even respect you. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to really understand how your name couldn't be Bubba, uh, being from Alabama. So Bubba from Alabama ranks number six on our list. Number like five, I just assume that like everybody that comes from Alabama, like once they leave there, like uh, like. Like Derrick Henry and stuff, like all the guys on the mm-hmm. Titans just call him Bubba. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so so moving on to number five, uh, a, a guy whose name truly uh, will stop you in your tracks. Um, we call him the Funk. The, the Funk. Yeah, the Funk. Um, Funkhauser. What's the first name again on it? Kyle. I, I, Kyle. Kyle, Kyle. Sorry, I know a Dan. I got didn't want to call Dan, him. You didn't want to call him Dan Funkhauser. No, no, Dan Funkhauser is another Funkhauser out there. I wonder if they're related. I mean, um, Funkhauser but, is like one of those weird names that, like, you would you would only see like on a Larry David program, you know. <laughs> but the, but we're gonna call him the Funk. The Funk. And let's hope he brings the Funk. Uh, let's hope he gets healthy year. first, right? Let's hope. Yeah, let's, let's hope he gets healthy, healthy and, then, and gets back, and then he can start bringing Funk. Yeah, he can bring the funk. He can be uh, earth, wind, and fire out there and just bring the (laughs) funk. You know what's funny is on my list, I don't even have their names. I just have the nicknames that I have for these guys. 
that, that, so, so what so, you, we on to uh this one's gonna be I, I like i like that he's at the big league level too so we'll like if if he makes the club and is on the team yeah. we can like we can refer to him as that like all season yeah. like i think we'll get this i think this one will definitely catch too yeah well and given the first name too it's we've got brother brother mark matthias or or Reverend Mark Matthias. Pastor Pastor Mark Matthias. What about yeah, Rabbi Mark? Like, I Rabbi. think we go with all of them. Like, yeah, I, mean, I like any of those for that. Mark Matthias. I don't know why that just has such a, like, I mean, like, I'm not trying to compare him to, like, a minister or anything like that. It just seems like it, it would be it a minister name, right? Yeah. It like, sounds ministerial. Yeah. It sounds like, I'm not like, we got quiet there. You're not. Oh, what are you not doing? I'm. I'm not like comparing him to a minister. I'm just saying that it's very uh, ministral. Is it's it very? Men- it's it's very, very menstrual. And... Wait, no, that's no, wrong. Not that. Not that would that. be it's wrong. A very strong ministerial name. Yes, um, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, brother, brother Matthias, or, or he, Rabbi he hits Matthias. four, right? He, he's number yeah, four. He's, he's number four. Yeah, and then number number three. Uh, a, a real strong last name, but another another name that brings us to a little bit of a question mark, and that is yes, y- Yaizan or Jaizan Morabel. Yeah, because I have problems with this one because I've never heard it pronounced before. But yeah. like I, I like, you know, it's like Josh Young. Like if mm-hmm. I had never heard it pronounced before, I would just call him Josh Jung. Right, right, right. Like, but here I I call Yaizon, but like you know, in the Spanish language, that Y is like a J. Yeah. So is it like is it Jaizon or is it Yaizon? Either way, Jaizon, Yaizon. This dude's gonna smash. Yeah, and the last name is a good one because you can say "Ring the bell for Morabel" as he hits another three-run shot. Uh, out of left field, so I think he would be a right field guy, right? Like he's a that too, that too. A, that maybe too. all of the fields. Maybe he hits all fields. Maybe he hits all fields. But another guy whose name's a little confusing, but we definitely like the last name, strong last name, uh, Yaizon, Jaizon Morabel. And these last two, do we even need to talk about? Like, do we? We don't even need anything funny about them. Their names are no, so good. Names are so like so. Number two, we have Anthony. Hoopy Tungavailoa. That is not correct at all. His name is Anthony Hoopy Tuio Natoa. Tuio Natoa. What I meant. It is not. Yeah, that is not what you said at all. Yeah, no. This is a this kid. We were talking about him. No, no, absolutely not. He actually is the quarterback at uh, Maryland. Um, that's his. Oh, and, and, this is not the same yeah, guy. that's not the same guy. No, not okay. not at all. Not at all. Okay, all right. Sorry, but about Anthony Hoopy Tuio Natoa, Tuio Natoa, yeah. and I'm Don't pretty decent. I'm pretty decent with those. Uh, the being from from Euless, Texas. Yeah, growing up in Trinity. Yeah, we uh, we have a lot of the 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 Tongan community that lives in the area. So, so I've heard pronunciations of the, the, the South Pacific names before and am able to, uh, to kind of roll with that. I see that. Well, Hey, and then number one, we really don't have anything to say about it except for the name itself. And that you want to do it or you want me to do it? You do it. You do it. Okay. I got to do it last night. Snarlin. 
snarling evangelista snarling that's just a great the name. name just like if you so strong man if you look at that name and don't put it on number one then i don't yeah. i don't want to know you i don't need your list is really yeah what that's what i don't need your yeah. list your list is invalid because yeah. snarling evangelista is the best name in major league baseball i'm saying well, it hey i'm telling everybody <laughs> i'm gonna shout it from the rooftops after the show we have um, definitely extended the show longer than we had planned on it, but I'm not uh, feeling one bit sorry for it because I have had a blast on a Friday afternoon talking about these names. Um, normally on Fridays we like to do questions, but today I felt we felt like it would be good just to come on here and have a good time finish talking about out. some of these players. Yeah, finish the week out. A lot of good content today about the coaching staff and then just having a little fun there at the end to send you guys off into the weekend. Uh, boy, you got anything else you want to tell the people? No, and next week we're, we're going to come up with something to do next week, but I think we've kind of got an idea. Yeah, and there's still some uh, players left. Uh, we really haven't dug too much into the position players uh, for the, the minor league system yet. And so I think, uh, you know, if we run out of ideas, we still got plenty to talk about there. And we can always do that 22 through 41 list as well. Yes, yes. We could definitely get... The next 20. The next 20 of uh, of the minor league system. So a lot to talk about with the Rangers, and we're under 30 days to spring training. Uh, anything else you got to say before I, before I sign us out? No, just sorry we went so long, but I guarantee you we're under that 45-minute threshold that we promised to never <laughs> go over. Oh, we're, we're getting out of here. Texas Rangers we're, with the boys. Your only daily Texas Ranger podcast by Texans from Texas starting in February. We are signing out. Have a great weekend.